Welcome back to the Gentle Counselor podcast. My name is Crystal and I provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. For those of you listening to this episode right now, this episode is going to be a little bit different to what is typically on the Gentle Counselor podcast and that is because back in October we had World Mental Health Day and I had some lovely friends come together as guest speakers in a private group called the Aussie Mums Mental Health Virtual Event. So the format of the episodes are going to be a little bit different, but you're going to hear back the replay of my interview with the amazing speakers on a variety of topics. So stay tuned for these episodes because they're packed full of goodness. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm so actually sitting in the car. How are you? I'm trying to figure out where I can go where it won't be noisy in the background with the kids. And I'm sure yep. a lot of us can relate to that at the moment. We're actually doing potty training at the moment. So if you hear my husband going, yay, it's because she did a wee in the toilet. We'll all <laughs> cheer with you. <laughs> yeah. We're two days in. It's good fun. Oh, gosh. I know. Well, I think uh... we're hoping to potty train our little one over the summer as well because summer's a good time apparently. Yes, because I can run around nudie Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. <laughs> anyway, so um, for those of you that don't know Laura, uh, on Instagram, her handle is House of Fleur with an underscore at the end. And Laura's all about natural living. And, and basically she's sharing her wealth of knowledge and the tools that she uses around um, why it's so important to reduce the toxins in our homes. And I think that's how I started following Laura we still are trying to remember how we came to connect but basically we've been besties on Instagram ever since um and unfortunately COVID is preventing us from actually you know meeting up in real life I can't wait but for that day. <laughs> do you want to start off by telling us a bit from your perspective um just a little bit about you like what you do for work and yeah. um just a rundown of who's in your family yeah for sure um so I'm Laura. I have a husband, Nelson, and my little girl, Edie, who has just turned two. Um, we've just moved into a new house. So sorry if you can see my messy office in the background. There is stuff everywhere at the moment. It's a little bit chaos. Um, and I started my business, um, what would it be, almost two years ago because my little girl's two. I started when she was four months old. Um, and I started that by just kind of figuring out um, some of the things that were in the baby products that I'd stocked up on. Um, some of the ones that are at, you know, Coles and Woolworths that say organic and natural. Um, and I came, came across an article about one of them that said this particular company were being sued for being misleading. Um, and it really got me on this journey of like, oh, well, what else is hiding in my cupboards that's calling itself organic and natural that actually isn't, um, that can actually be quite toxic and cause all kinds of health havoc. So that's kind of how I got into this started as a passion project, but now it's turned into a a full-time business, which is incredible. Um, And yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I, I love, I love my life. I love, and I, you know, can happily say that. Whereas two years ago, I couldn't say that. Um, And I think that comes down to having, you know, just love. I love being a mother so much, but it definitely has come with its struggles. Um, and do you want me to give a little bit of a brief overview of that or you want to ask me some questions? Um, yeah, let's, well, so I've got a few questions um, 
for Laura. And so for anyone watching, if you ever have any questions, feel free to comment them below because we can see when your comments pop up. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some of the parenting struggles that you face because this topic, we are just going to be talking about general motherhood experience. Yep. I'm so excited to share it. Um, and I think especially the topic around mental health, because it's something I'm going to have a vulnerability hangover after this. I just oh. know it because I, I no, I love it though, because I'm all about like pushing yourself and personal growth. And that's, I'm, so I'm so excited when you asked me to do this because I really want to talk about it. Cause I think it is something that should be spoken about more. Um, and for me personally, motherhood, the first four months for me were incredible. I, I feel like I got a, false sense of hope of what motherhood was going to be. Um, she was a dream baby. She breastfed amazingly. She loved to sleep um, and sleep in her own bed. I, I was ready for co-sleeping, but she loves her own space. Um, and, you know, I never had a sleepless night. We fed once a night together and then she loved to go back to sleep. Um, and yeah, so I've never really, I never really had that experience of sleepless nights and I know how incredibly um, <laughs> rare that is. So I, yeah, I loved the first four months of it. Um, but I think at about that four month mark, I really woke up to myself and felt like I was, I was missing something. I was missing my old self. And I just, I didn't really know who I was anymore because prior to being a mother, um, I was in a really high pressure job. I loved it. I was a wedding coordinator, but it was huge hours and it was talking to people all the time and a lot of social interaction. Um, and being my extroverted self and all of those things. And I just felt like none of that existed anymore. Um, but I was loving being a mother so much that I actually didn't want to go back to that because that wasn't really going to fit in, in with being a mother. Um, so I was trying to, trying to think outside the box of what I could do to kind of give myself a little bit of pizzazz back, I suppose. Um, and that is when my business fell in my lap and I'm I'm so grateful that I found that because I found that when I was breastfeeding, I was kind of just getting lost in a scroll hole and yeah, this kind of gave me a little bit of creativity and something outside of motherhood that I was so passionate about. Um, and yeah, it just came at the perfect timing. But also with that is when mum guilt started creeping in really heavily for me. Um, and it's still something I struggle with. I definitely struggle with it. I, I think... <laughs> I think most of us do. I, it's just, it's an impossible thing to escape. I feel like we never feel like we're doing enough. And if we're working, we're not spending enough time with our kids. And if we're not working, you know, we feel like we're losing ourselves a little bit. Um, so I just feel like you're in this constant battle with yourself. Um, and then I started getting like paralysis from the, the to-do list that I had. So running a business full time while having a baby at home it was just all getting so much for me and so I've really been on this journey of like trying to find that balance and I feel like I have um I feel like I've gotten a lot better but originally there was a lot of negative self-talk um and I didn't realize how much of a negative thinker I was all of my life I think I have been but it's only since becoming a mother that this realization came about and it was right around that time when I was getting extremely in my head and extreme negative self-talk that I found you Crystal and I feel like things come to you just when you need them and yeah. I'm constantly referring back to your <laughs> posts for inspiration and just like to get myself out of these funks and to know that it's normal um and yeah it just fell in my lap at the perfect time that I found you so I love that the universe works in that way 
I so um, agree with that. Is- and yeah. I know because, um, like, with my business where it is working with mothers and, you know, you have all these, like, business coaches, all these things that you're supposed to do, but then mm. it's like you, at the end of the day, you just have to have that trust that whoever needs this will find it. Like, you can't totally. force anyone to, you know, go low tox. Like, you found that out yourself, yeah. for example. You can't force yeah. anyone to go on, like, their healing journey that's really important and that mm-hmm. a lot of parents need because a lot of stuff gets brought up for you when you're a parent. I can't force anyone okay. to do that. It's more no. you put this out into the world and it's all about at least helping one person that makes it worth it. And that's Absolutely. always how I felt when it comes to the business side. And I think... For me, that's what helps me a little bit in getting rid of some of that guilt with working because I'm not just working a nine to five job. I'm, I'm working to help others, whether that's my day job as a school counselor or the gentle counselor business. Um, But I know what you mean, because for a long time, I felt like I had to be there for every millisecond of my daughter's life. And I just was like paralyzing myself, like, as you put it with, then realizing I'm not actually going to be there for every second of her life and that's okay. But it did take a while to get over that. And it's like, like you said, this constant battle where you've got all these balls in the air and nothing's going to be juggled or balanced perfectly. And at some point we have to have that sort of like radical acceptance that it's not going to be perfect and every day can look different. Uh, and that you can even change your mind. Like if you went to work full time because you thought you were going to like it and then you realized, oh, no, not for me. It's actually okay to change your mind and then come home. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think no matter what we do, whether we work from home or we go to work, it's just, yeah, finding that balance for yourself and just letting it go a little bit because it's a really good thing, I think, for your kids to experience other people and spend time with other people. And initially I just wanted, you know, her to for me to be her everything. But now I see that she gets so much from her grandparents and so much from spending time with her dad. And I think, yeah, it's just letting that guilt go that they're actually having a really good experience when they're doing things with other people. And it doesn't always have to be. You don't have to be everything for them. Yeah, and you touch on a really good point there that the relationships around them are just as important um, in having an impact on their life. It's funny you say that. I was actually just listening yesterday to a podcast episode uh, Jay Shetty has a podcast on purpose um, and he mm-hmm. had uh, Kirsten Bell you know the actress that oh, did yes. Veronica yep. Mars and I mm-hmm. love her like a, she says a lot of good things about parenting she was talking about how um, she encourages all like the different <laughs> relationships around her kid like she encourages the fun auntie to be like don't tell mommy I gave you chocolate <laughs> kind yeah. of thing and and I don't, I don't think I'm explaining it well, but the way she explained it, I was like, that makes sense. Like your kid gets to enjoy all these different people in their life and they're yeah. going to treat them maybe slightly different. We're not talking about negative things. We're talking about, you know, the other ways that you can be fun and have a positive relationship with someone that we can't always give as parents. Um, yes. Yeah. Even when it comes down to like, we're the ones that have to enforce like the boundaries, whereas some other relationships, they can just get away with, you know, eating a brownie at dessert time like with nan and pop or whoever it is yeah i love that <laughs> what was that podcast i have to listen to that. um on purpose by on jay purpose. shetty okay that sounds yeah. good <laughs> he's like really famous i don't know why but it's like a really popular podcast and he's got like a book and everything but i'm not sure yeah. on his background like what um like why he's so popular probably just because he says really good 
stuff like he's very wise he he like went yeah. and became a monk for a period of time oh, wow. and now he just gets all these famous celebrities on his podcast yeah that sounds like a good one i think a podcast is such a good thing as well because you can chuck in your earphones while you're doing the housework or yep. whatever it is you're doing when the kids are having a nap and you're still filling your head with like some good stuff, some information, yes. some adult conversation, even though it's not real conversation that you're talking back to. But it's just, I, I love listening to your podcast. Whenever I'm cleaning the house or doing things like that, I think it's just any spare second you get where you can do yeah. something like that for yourself, do it. because that's And like you said, it's like to. exercising your brain finally because you're not like listening to yeah. Wiggles or Bluey or Peppa Pig <laughs> yes. or whatever the million other thing is. It's like, yes. no, this is for me and it's feeding my yeah. brain. It's feeding my soul for a little bit. And that's... Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of our other speakers, Tash, today is talking about uh, creating time for self-care. And mm-hmm. like that's a part of it. It's like sometimes totally. you have to get really creative with the ways that you can work in self-care time as a mum, especially mm-hmm. if you are working full-time hours, whether that's at home or leaving the house. Um, yeah. And that's just one of the other, like you said, like many balls that we're having to juggle because yeah. we're trying to take care of this little person. And then at some point you realize, oops, <laughs> I've actually been forgetting to take care of myself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And having a shower is not self-care. I think you shared something about that the other day. That's a necessity. That yeah. is not self-care. Oh. And it's funny because I, I talk about how I look forward to having my shower at the end of the day as part of mm. my self-care, but I'm not talking about the cleanliness of having a shower. Um, the yeah. way I explain it is like, but what is that doing for you? So for me, the shower is like no one's touching me. Um, yes. Like I, I find it really relaxing because I think maybe because mm. I'm Pisces, it's like the water element. I don't know. It's like yeah. my favorite yeah. thing. And then I do like great thinking in the shower or I can play my music and like relax or yeah. it's like what else is that doing for you in that moment? Like, yes. you know, drinking coffee, it's like a bitter thing. But like, is it because it's warm? Is it because you can have a minute to yourself or yeah it's like those those are like tiny things that you can do to help throughout the day other than big things but I know I like that now everyone's finally starting to clue in that oh thank you so much husband for watching the kids so I can go (laughs) do the grocery shopping for two freaking hours is not self-care like it it may as well be for some but it's like that's actually a task that you have to do to keep your household running exactly no yeah <laughs> although I do love grocery shopping on my own but yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. things outside of that <laughs> I love the tip that I saw lately where um they said do an online order to pick up but then say you're going mm. grocery shopping and then just like sit in your car yes. for two hours <laughs> heaven <laughs> which is hilarious but then it's sad that we feel like we have to do that I like know, I can see I both sides of the coin now with that it's like oh it's mm. so frustrating that we're expected to hold on to these silly little things to yeah. like fulfill us. Like what kind of a life is that? That you're like, I'm so excited. I get to go sit in my car for two hours because I've lied to my yeah. family that I'm going shopping. Yeah. I keep having a toddler come in and then being dragged back out again. I don't know if you can see her. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't heard any cheers yet, so I don't know how potty training No. <laughs> Um, and I think um, another thing right at that time when I found you, I was reading a book called The Energy Bus and it was more related for my business purposes, but it's been so good for my actual 
life and way of thinking because it's all about flipping your flipping your thinking into positive self-talk and oh like it's not achievable to think positive all the time absolutely not but I found myself like doing the dishes and being like, oh, I hate doing this or I resent it or, you know, and hate doing the washing. But instead I would try to flip it and think, I'm so grateful that I've got dishes to do. I'm so grateful that I've got, you know, washing to hang out. If Edie was, you know, driving me bonkers that day, I'm so grateful that I have a healthy, beautiful child. And I know that that's not easy to do um, because I think, like you said, the positivity, it's like a muscle. You have to work it and then it can become your natural state when you do. Um, and I really tried so hard with that. And now I feel like it is my natural state because I flip, I flip everything now. But I put the work in after reading that book. So I think just filling my head with that um, really helped me to kind of stop beating myself up because mm -hmm. beating yourself up does not serve you in any way, shape or form. Um, and yeah, that was really helpful for me. So it was just like those two things fell in my lap, you and that book, and it just changed everything for me. Oh, that's like such, I love it when things come at the perfect time, but I do believe there is some sort of beauty in knowing that things can come to you at the right time when you need it. Um, yeah. So uh, that book sounds, it's basically what you're saying is like CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. It's like mm -hmm. recognizing the negative thought and changing it. That's essentially mm -hmm. what it is. Like if you have that intrusive or negative thought come in and you're just like, no, not going to listen to that today and then reframe yeah. it. Um, mm -hmm. But like you said, in simple little practices, like instead of being annoyed that the house is a mess, you have to clean it. Like, like you got to reframe it to think like we deserve to live in a clean home. Or like you said, practicing gratitude is such a powerful thing by just being thankful and just reminding yourself that we should be thankful for more things in our life. Um, mm -hmm. Because people just don't realize the like huge changes that are happening with the neurons and the connections in your brain just by changing those little things. And um, what's it called with the brain? And it's like neuroplasticity. And so mm -hmm. you're able to change the way you think. You're able to change how your brain is processing things like that. And um, like you said, as long as you're recognizing it and like putting in the work because it is a daily practice doesn't mean you have yeah. to be perfect um mm -hmm. like little things like that can really help our mindset and get us through the day definitely i'm and just I looking think, yeah, at the comments because we've had a few people mm -hmm. um yeah shani was just sharing how you know as mothers we're expected to do all the things perfectly and it's just not possible yeah, and not. um she said that she rarely asks her mother to babysit unless she has a bunch of housework to do and it's like she feels guilty if she doesn't make the most of it. And I relate <laughs> so hard to that. I, when I have days at home where the kids are at uh, daycare or school, I find it so hard to be able to sit still. And I'm thinking like, oh, the kitchen needs to be cleaned up. Well, I should, should vacuum and mop the house. I should do the washing. And then my husband had a day off the other day. And what did he do? Sleep. <laughs> not a care in the world oh i know and we do it to ourselves i saw a post about that recently because it's very common when women are talking about their relationships and getting frustrated with the imbalance in household duties which is a thing you know there are some men that are just really annoying in that area and do need to kick up the bum um but then some of it is us um, putting that guilt and shame on ourselves because we wish we could be like them. We wish we could take yes. their approach of 
just relaxing and playing with the kids and not worrying about all these little things that need to get done. And I just feel like that's in itself is a constant battle where you're like, but the house has to get clean. Like, like it actually does need to get clean unless you want like child services coming around (laughs) because the place is a dump site. Um, So it's like, how do you actually navigate that? And I I know we weren't going to talk about this, but yeah. Do you want to share a bit how, what does that look like for you in your relationship? Yeah, Have you ever felt that, like, imbalance in household duties? Absolutely. And I think another thing for me, because my business is all online and really I really try not to be on my phone in front of Edie. Um, and sometimes when he gets home from work and he just wants to chill out, and I totally understand that, he just wants to sit there and, like, relax and chill out on his phone. And that really triggers me because I'm like, I've spent all day you know, playing with her and reading with her when I could have maybe got a bit of work done. Um, so I find we really sh- struggle with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's so relaxed about the house. He would let it, <laughs> let it go to pieces. But with, with our relationship, we have an agreement of kind of like, even if I do ask him to clean, he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it well. So there's no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's the cook in our relationship. He is actually really good with doing that side of things. And so we have found a balance between us. Um, and he's actually coming home in four weeks time to help me with my business full time. So it's going to look completely different for us. And I feel like that's going to be a huge adjustment because it is going to, he's essentially going to be the stay at home mum, and he's going to be doing the cleaning and the cooking and all that kind of thing. So I think ask me in four weeks time and I'll have a very <laughs> different answer, but right now we're actually working really well together. So. I actually like what you just said there. You said, but he's good at cooking. So, like, yeah. let him do the cooking. And I, I think that's something that we um, get lost in as well. And my husband actually brought this up the other day because I was having a moment of frustration with him about the state of the house. Um, and and he was he was trying to explain to me, and I couldn't quite hear it at the time. I didn't understand what he was meaning. And he was like, it can't be 50-50. Like, we actually cannot do all this 50-50. Like, you are home more than I am. And so sometimes I can only do 20% of the cleaning and you'll do the rest. And I get where he was trying to say now, and it wasn't, it wasn't him having a cop out or anything. Cause funnily enough, he actually cleans way better than I do. Um, <laughs> the thing, but usually he cleans after we've had an argument as his mm-hmm. way of, he's like a frustration cleaner. Like it makes him feel better, but then also as a way of like making up. Um, but it's not <laughs> like I'm going to go around starting fights just to get him to clean the house. <laughs> But he's actually a really good cook. And so he's basically taken over that side of things. And I actually don't mind that. And so it's trying to figure out where can we use our strengths to do better in certain ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think for me, our biggest change this year has just been with me working, not only because I have my day job, but now with the business, um, especially the business, because it's almost like an invisible job, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're doing this like online a lot. And so mm-hmm. I've had to be quite like stern with him on a few occasions. Like I'm actually doing this right now. Like you need to be home with the kids at this time because I've got this live or this course that I'm yeah. running or whatever it is. Or like now, mm-hmm. like he's had to accept that he's going to have the kids today. Um, yeah. And he, yeah. And so it's like re, it's almost like you were saying before, like rewiring your brain, like to shifting in these new dynamics that we have sometimes, because it's not always going to be the same from day one. 
whether yeah. it's changing because of your child growing up into like toddlerhood um, mm-hmm. or because of like work changes. Or I think another big one is just when you do start going on this healing journey, we change a little bit and it might be because you become more optimistic or because you start writing positive intentions around the house or whatever it might be. And at some point we have to try to have more of an approach of that, like ebb and flow, you know, Um, like accepting that things are going to change a little bit and just sort of going with it the best that we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, it's just finding the balance, finding what works. I think every situation is going to be different. Um, But yeah, it's, yeah. And it's just letting it go and it's never going to be perfect. And I think, I'm the same. I really can let it get to me sometimes when he doesn't pull his weight as much as I would like him to. But we, we are getting so much better at communication. And I think, again, two years ago, before I'd done all this personal growth work um, on myself, and I forced him to listen to the energy bus. So I'm kind of, I need him to catch up with me on this growth journey. And it's really helped our relationship so, so much because he does an hour drive back and forth to work each day. So I'm like, listen to a podcast. I need you to like be working on yourself too. Um, and then we can like debrief on the weekends and talk about like what we've learned this week. And he's a different person. He is such a different person. So I think whatever's working for you, if these little positive affirmations and thinking positively is working for you as a mother, try and incorporate that into your husband's life as well. Cause I found that that's really helped mm. us. Yeah, and I've tried all those little things as well. But um, look, for some of us, that positive thinking works and those simple gratitude intentions work. But then I think when it's someone like like us, like when we need that sort of deeper work, more likely because we've got some sort of childhood trauma that we're still trying to work through or unpack. Um, yeah. Or sometimes people only now realize it as an adult because you don't realize it when you're a child, what you're going through. And so for me, it's like sticking to my psychologist appointment that I have like once a month or whatever it is. And then we've recently got my husband to finally start to go and see someone as well. And so I know a lot's going to probably happen when Mm -hmm. he starts going and doing that because it's like I was saying before, I can't force him. I wish I could, like I've asked him to read certain books or do certain things, but unless I'm doing it with him, it's just not at the front of his mind because it's at the front of my mind but it's Mm -hmm. not for him. And I've had to accept that and find like Mm -hmm. the different ways that we can at least work that into our life. And it's nice when you're able to share that with someone as well, especially when you're learning Mm -hmm. something new and exciting or you have these big realizations. So a lot of that for us is just having conversations. It's like me sharing with him what I'm learning and then, you know, gently prompting him to talk about his emotions. Yeah. (laughs) And as you know, we talk about, um, a lot about the attachment styles um, and I won't go into it now because that's a whole other thing but I know Laura's um, been learning about it and so if, if you want to learn more about that I do share some on my page um, but our attachment styles are like the worst to go together and so we have to fight through that as well um, but it's having that awareness as well that really is helpful and then using that language with him and, and being like oh you're doing this thing you're doing this mm-hmm. thing, it's coming out right now. And then me being like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And then he starts using the language on me now. I'm like, oh, I'm so annoyed <laughs> that you pointed it out, but I'm so thankful because I needed to hear it. And at least you're finally listening to me and learning. <laughs> yes. 
have loved that. <laughs> so funny. Thing, and I, look, this is, it is not easy to get your husband on board with this stuff. Absolutely not. In most cases. For us, it's kind of like role reversal. He's the very emotional one, loves to talk through everything. I'm kind of the opposite. So that's what I'm growing on. Um, but we had, I don't know if you've done this yet. I think we had this chat a few weeks ago, the Enneagram test. Yeah. And that has really helped us as well. Um, and it's a fun thing to sit down and do together. It's like a bit of a quiz. And it just gives you the way that you can interact with that person better and the way that you can listen to them better. And I think that has also been amazing for us mm. because he's such a typical six for you understand Enneagram and it just makes perfect sense and it's helped him to understand himself better. So it's so funny when you fun... told me to take the test, you knew what I was too. And I ended up, <laughs> was I two? I can't even remember now. A two, um, I think. Yeah. There's so many of, I love, I love doing those tests on yourself, but it's funny because at, um, in psychology, they teach you not to get put much into it because you're biased, right? Yeah. You're doing on yourself. Yeah. But I still think it's fun to do and it's, I still think you can get some insight and sort of like take what you want from it. It's like how people love like learning all about astrology and your horoscopes. Yes. Um, And then I did one of those like corporate job ones. I can't even remember what it's called, like your strengths, strengths or something like that. And that Mm -hmm. was really interesting for me as well, but because that was talking more about how you work in a team with people Mm -hmm. at work. But then I remember coming home and being like, this explains this side of me. And it was so interesting and then there's yeah. like the love languages. Um, yes, I think that I was a that huge too. game changer for us was because we're like so different in our love languages. And then I think um, there's like different levels of it as well. Like, for example, I'm words of affirmation, but I don't like him saying to me things like, you're so pretty. I don't know, like giving me praise. Like, I actually don't like that. And I was like, why don't I like that if I'm words of affirmation? But for me, it's actually having, like, conversation. Like, my words is, like, the words. Like, talking, communicating, learning new things, or just, like, sharing Mm -hmm. inside or whatever it is. And so it's also, like, really understanding how you're working. But then we have to be open and share that with our Mm -hmm. partner. Because as much as we wish they could read our minds, they Mm -hmm. can't. Um, Like, I even had to teach my husband how to apologize because just saying sorry isn't how you apologize to someone. Um, And so that was something that we had to work on as well. But then it helps him. Like he has better relationships in his lives or because he's in a managerial position at work, he obviously needs those people skills. And and then you have kids and then you have kids and you need to understand how this works. And then Mm -hmm. that, you know, they have their own Enneagram and love language or whichever one you're looking at. Um, yeah. and we're all just so different and we're such complex creatures, yeah, but are. it's like, if, if you're like us, you find the joy in that, like you find the joy in mm-hmm. learning about it and understanding how we work and think differently. Absolutely. I think it's a forever process to continue to grow and learn. And I mean, I'm learning about myself every day through my relationship with my husband, through motherhood, through everything. So, and I think as long as you're taking steps to be the best version of yourself Mm. which may never happen but as long as you're growing and learning along the way Mm. I think that's the most important thing and I even saw a post the other day and it was really nicely written so I'm probably going to butcher it now but it was basically saying how when you're pregnant you're told that you're going to meet this new amazing person and Mm. it's not just your baby it's you so when we become a mother we also in a way become 
a new different person and we're introducing ourselves to ourselves again. Like it's that much of a radical change. And I just wish someone had told me that because hearing it now, I'm like, that makes sense. And there's Mm -hmm. something beautiful about that. There's something scary about that. Um, But no one talks about that. No one talks about how much you're going to change as a person. Um, And it doesn't even need to be in obvious ways. You know, we always have this like internal monologue going on in our heads um, or our needs change depending on, you know, because we're so self-sacrificing as mothers. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something really interesting to consider as well. Yeah. Definitely. We've had a few more people jump on, on live. And so I'll just remind anyone that if you have any questions for us, um, just feel free to put them in the comments below because we can see. And uh, hi, Rochelle. Rochelle's um, our next speaker, actually. Um, she was relating to the mum guild that we were talking about. And then we had a question about how do you find balance if you're a single mum? And um, I sometimes I don't feel like I'm the person to talk about this because I'm not a single mom. And I don't know if it's like, what's the word? Um, like rude to put myself as if I could possibly know what you're going through because I don't. Um, cause I'm one of those people that's like literally bowing down to you. I don't know how you do it. Obviously you do figure it out. Um, so when it comes to finding balance, when you're a single mom, your your way of finding time for yourself or moments of peace would look slightly different. Um, unfortunately for you, it could be a lot of outsourcing, whether that's school or daycare or hiring like a babysitter or nanny, um, if you don't have like family or friends around. And so there's a bit of vulnerability in that because there's vulnerability in, you know, trusting someone else to take care of your children um, or opening up and being honest to family or friends if you're struggling and if you can't do that, if you're not comfortable with that, then your time basically needs to be if they're sleeping. <laughs> so like taking advantage of nights to really um, put in like your own nightly routine, I guess, in a way that's going to work for you. And how are you going to fill your cup? How are you going to like feed your soul so that you feel refreshed and rejuvenated for the following day? And that could look like many things. It could look like um, eating a really good meal trying a new recipe because that's like exercising your brain and your talents right um other than nourishing your body could be listening to a podcast that you've been wanting to listen to for ages or a documentary or reading um and more than the hygiene side could be having a bath because then you get to like relax and whatnot and there's no perfect answer i can give you it it depends on what you like my tip for self-care is to base it on your love language um So if you're a gifts person, go on an online shopping spree. If your words of affirmation, chuck on a podcast or um, if you like doing card readings, like tarot cards, for example, Um, if your physical touch, well, there's a few ways you could go about that. (laughs) I'm going to keep it PG here though. (laughs) If your quality time, then call a friend, Um, like, or invite a friend over to your house, like to have a chat and have dinner or whatever. And which one am I missing? Acts of service. I like to think of it as be your future best friend. What's something you can do now that future you will be like, thank you, past Crystal. I'm so appreciative you did the dishes the night before because now this morning I can do this or or laying your clothes out or whatever because that's acts of service, right? Um, so you've got to figure out how to do it for yourself because not 
we can't unfortunately expect other people to do it for us as well. That's where self-love comes in. We have to love ourselves. Um, and it's okay that we don't have other people around to do it for us too. I don't know if you have any other ideas on that. Oh, uh, I just Laura. think, I mean, like, like you said, I'm not in a position to, to give advice on that because that is such an incredible thing. And like Crystal said, I don't know how you do it, but props to you. Um, you're amazing. You are so strong. That is incredible. Um, but something that does help me and I, even 10 minutes a day, if you can just find 10 minutes a day to do like a grounding and centering, just something for yourself. Um, for me, what I like to do, and sometimes I just chuck eating in front of the TV and I have no guilt about that because I just need 10 minutes to myself. Um, I really like to make a ceremonial cacao. It's something that like boosts your serotonin. It's just like a really nice warming drink. Um, and I like to go and sit somewhere, usually outside in the sunshine if I can. I'll just do some deep breathing practices. I like the podcast. It's called Josie Ong Positive Affirmations. And I just chuck that in because I've got such a busy mind. I feel like I can't quiet my mind on my own. I'm not very good at that. Um, and I just breathe in a whole bunch of like calming, emotional supporting oils. Um, and I just find it changes my whole mood. It just, even just that 10 minutes. So if you can find that for yourself, I feel like that will, that could help. Um, I yeah. love watching your stories when you share all that. And I have, I've had a few moments where I've gone, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, that looks so great. And then I've stopped myself and gone, excuse me, Crystal, actually you can. Like, you can go and do that. You just have mm -hmm. to make the conscious choice to, mm -hmm. um, like, instead of being on your phone scrolling mindlessly for 10 minutes, go and do that. <laughs> like, go and sit and do some deep breathing or whatever it might be for 10 minutes. And there's a power in 10 minutes. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this hours or full days of self-care um, or grounding exercises like you've put it. It's we need to be smart with our time to some level and find moments during our day where you can have those pockets of peace. And I'm like you, I'm all for embracing new age technology if it gives you a couple of minutes. I'm not saying yeah. chuck your kids in front of a TV or iPad all day. That's a whole other conversation. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing like, 10 minutes here and there mm -hmm. um, just because you need something to occupy them for yeah. a little bit. And mm -hmm. I tried so hard to be someone that could do all these activities with my kids, you know, like all those Pinterest activities that we all want to do. But then mm -hmm. I actually ended up finding more frustration in that because there was always a huge mess to clean up. And that was actually mm -hmm. more triggering for me. Um, and it was like not worth it for me. Um, that's just because I'm someone that has a hard time cleaning anyway. It just, I don't know. It's just a, a mix yeah. of things in that. So yeah. yeah. I but, feel that way too. Work <laughs> so smarter, well, not harder. <laughs> yeah. And really you can completely recalibrate yourself within 10 minutes. And it's amazing what you can do if you just force yourself to do it. And I'm someone that constantly thinks about things. And if you put the amount of time that you've thought about doing that and just did it, Rather than writing on a to-do list, oh, yeah, I'll do that one day or I'll do, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll go and, like, sit down and give myself 10 minutes. It's like, no, you've just had that thought. Chuck your kids in front of the telly and just go and do it because if you put it on a list or think about it, just, just do it and you'll feel 100% better about your day. Yes, I love that. I, I do that all the time. Like, even at night, if I'm going to bed and I'm like, why can't I go to sleep? I'll, 
if I don't have my journal next to me, I'll, I'll even just get out my phone and just like type and I call it brain dumping, just brain dump anything that you're yes, thinking about, any dump. of your to-do list and it gets it out of your head. And like, no joke, if you haven't tried it, you need to try it because seriously, the second you're like, okay, that's everything. You're like, oh, and you can like feel yes. your shoulders drop. You can feel your mind finally quiet because you've put it elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. I even keep a journal in the kitchen because I'm just there. <laughs> I'm always in the kitchen. That's like the central point at house. And so if I'm waiting for like the jug to boil, I'll, I'll quickly like journal something or do like a journal prompt. Um, and yeah, it's just re- trying really hard to find smarter ways to use our time um, or multitask because that's multitasking, waiting for the jug to boil. Journal. <laughs> Yes. jug and journal i just created a new hashtag jug I'm and use journal. That next time. i love it <laughs> i'm totally doing that <laughs> but brain dumping is a game changer i only learned about this oh, a few months ago i think and oh my goodness because you just feel like you've got a million things up here swirling swirling it's like i'm gonna forget something but if you just put a pen to paper oh gosh it feels good mm. Like and you've, you've shared so much with us. I actually don't have any more questions for you. Um, so we're going to be wrapping up our live now, even though I know we could talk all day long. So if you're watching <laughs> yeah, this and if you have any final questions for Laura, make sure you quickly type it down below and we will get around to answering that. Um, otherwise, while we're waiting to see if anyone comments, do you want to share where people can find you or, or follow you for more? Yes. Um, so I am over at House of Fleur with an underscore on Instagram, mainly on Instagram. Um, and over there I share all about how to use essential oils and incorporate them into motherhood and incorporate them um, into supporting you emotionally. Um, and also how to use them for going low tox. And originally that's why I started using oils was to switch over my home and get rid of the chemicals in there. Um, but they have turned into so much more than that. You know, they're supportive for teething babies, for sleep support, for stress support, for so many things. So that's where you can find me. And that's what usually I share about. But after this chat today, I want to share a bit more about mental health because it's just, yeah, it's something you can, you can and should talk about all day. Yeah. And I like that you touched on that because... I had the same thing um, for anyone that's listened to my podcast episode or, or familiar with what I talk about is um, cause I, I, I'm pretty sure I suffered with postpartum depression and anxiety, but the one thing I talk about is the postpartum rage that no one speaks about. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I remember thinking something was wrong with me for so long until I started Googling one night, how I was feeling, what I was thinking. And then I realized reading through all these threads on forums of other women that were going through the exact same thing, Um, and it was just because I didn't have anyone around me at that time talking about it. Luckily I went looking for it because I, I knew it was wrong, but I knew it also wasn't my fault. Like somewhere in me knew something else was going on, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love it when I see like Instagram, uh, like influencers or just people with big accounts or just anyone talking about mental health struggles because we're normalizing it, not because we're glamorizing it or anything. It's, it's just mm-hmm. like being relatable and yeah. we can feel so alone, funnily enough, mm-hmm. in the world that we live in. We're also yeah. feeling so alone. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like another way that we can connect to each other and, and form those deeper connections because um, it's not surface level. We're talking about things that are way more important and that matter far more. And, and I think for when you're the person sharing – there's also a sense of healing in that because you're sharing your story with others and you're processing it as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, thank you for being vulnerable with us today and talking about it, Laura. 
No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. <laughs> I don't think we have any questions coming through, but feel free if you're watching this as a replay because this will stay up for about a week. Um, still comment like you're commenting, watching us live, and we'll make sure to come back and check any posts um, to see that we haven't missed anything. But thank you so much to those that have joined us live. Um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the talks today and make sure you go and check out Laura because even if you don't want to get into the essential oil stuff, honestly, like the information she shares about just the toxins in your products, like you need to go and have a look at, um, what was it called? Greenwashing? Is that what it's called again? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Because it's scary and I'm always flipping labels on things now and chucked, mm. like, I've chucked out so much stuff that it's really scary. So make sure you go and check it out. Like all this information is for free over on Laura's page. Um, yeah. And plus she's just fun to watch. And you get to learn cool <laughs> facts like her, like she used to be a DJ once upon a time. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> all right. Thanks for chatting, Thank Laura. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye, Laura. Bye.